thinking about doing a little betting on Boston College's season, if you've seen those odds at six and a half, you're thinking, eh, why would I do that? What are they not know? Well, I'm going to give you three reasons on today's show why BC at six and a half seems like easy money to go on the over. Check this all out on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Boston College, your all right, folks, that, that's not a good way to start the, the episode up, but this is Locked On Boston College, your team every day. We are the only Locked On uh, channel that gives you every need about the Boston College Eagles. Now, if you've talked to us and you know what, what's going on, there has been um, various gambling sites, uh, betting sites, that have the over and under for BC at six and a half. They, you know, for me, we're going to talk about today why I think that seems like easy money going on the over on this because for for me I, I have as you saw in yesterday's episode and go back and listen to that I think BC is going to win eight games but I'm going to tell you why six and a half that even if I'm wrong that is going to be easy money in itself now today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn I like to thank LinkedIn jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the locked on college network LinkedIn jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. All right. So let's get into this. I get three reasons why BC six and a half is not going to be that it's easy money. And I'm not even going to get into the teams they're playing themselves. I could do a whole episode of why I think there's six and a half wins out there for them. This is the team. This is why I'm looking at BC as a, as a program with the way that they're constituted and why I think six and a half wins is just going to come out. Cause I think it, they're, they're, that, they're that talented. So let's get into those three reasons. Our first one is the return of Phil Dracovic. Now Dracovic is back. You know, he's been hurt for a while. We've seen him, uh, you know, play for with a, with one hand basically last year. But remember what we're looking at this year is that he has said over and over again that he does not want to play recklessly. That was, that's the term he has used. I don't want to play reckless. And I think if he can stay healthy, you BC has something special and enough that will help them get that six and a half wins. Go back to 2020, the year he played, I think it was 10 out of 11 games. And at least one of those games, he was still hard. He threw for 17 touchdowns and five interceptions in that year alone. They were a top 25 passing attack. They were electric through the air. And while there's issues in other areas on that roster, Kovic's play elevated them in games that they had no business being in with. That game against Clemson, the game against UNC, and beating Pitt. The BC, using Dracovic's, you know, what he had was able to really scrape together some wins. Now, this is, you know, we've talked about this on this podcast multiple times about how important this year is for Phil Dracovic, that he has to have a big season. He needs to stay healthy 
and he needs to put up some big numbers because the draft boards are going to, and the scouts are starting to watch him and they're going to want to see some things heading into the 2023 NFL draft. So I'm not saying that he's going to be doing air raid offenses out there because believe me, they have a nice balanced attack, but he is good enough to win you games. And you look at what BC won six games last year with no offense whatsoever for most of the year. They could not throw the ball with Dennis Grossell. They had no deep pass. You add in Dracovic with basically, other than the offensive line, which I know is a big thing, so I'm not discounting that, but you add in Dracovic into that mix, you win seven games, boom, you win your bet. Doesn't that seem like easy money to you? I, I look at a healthy Phil Dracovic, a Dracovic that is hungry to do some things this year. You can sense that with him, that he's a guy that needs to do some things this season to win, to make some big plays. He came back for a reason and sure is to play better, but it's also, you can sense from what he says that he wants to win some games too. So I think when I listen to Phil Dracovic talk, when I see Phil Dracovic play better, Seven, seven wins to me with that schedule seems all that easy. It seems that easy. When you have Rutgers, Duke, and other teams like Virginia Tech, Syracuse, UConn, Maine, you're going to also trip into a few wins with Dracovic. He's He's that good. Okay? So that's my first one. I think he is going to be a difference maker. And I think folks are telling it. You know, I get, I get the injury concerns and believe me that that in itself is making this less than a sure bet because the guy has been hurt a few times but as he said and and i i agree last year was just fluky sometimes you just get fluky injuries so hopefully this year will not be a fluky injury for phil dracovic he stays healthy he plays 12 games you win seven games you win your bet easy money right there okay there is our first one now in a moment i'm going to get to our second why I think BC is going to win six and a half games plus, and it's something to do with the other side of the ball. And there's some reasons I think the Eagles should be able to do that. I apologize. Having a little technical difficulty. There we go. Now, as you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and free. Create a job for free job posting in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond in the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Now, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know, folks, did you know nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now I've talked about this all week, but thanks again for making locked on Boston college your first listen every day. 
The Ultimate College Football Preview is here. It's a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Locked on BC, folks. Thank you all for listening. One of my favorite things that's going on right now, if you are following our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Go back in time. Find my episode on Rutgers. It's actually blown up. There's been a ton of Rutgers fans that are not happy with uh, the comments I made about the Scarlet Knights. And uh, go back and read some of the comments. And uh, I just had someone say that uh, a, a Rutgers commenter that they learned nothing from my, 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 my podcast. Absolutely nothing. Zero content. Well, folks, I did it. I have absolutely pissed off the entire Rutgers uh, fan base now, um, and I've done a great job at that. Now, I feel like I usually do a pretty good job of staying neutral, but in the last year, I, I, I could probably – I should start like a chart of all the fan bases I've managed to get upset. ECU would probably be number one. They hate me. They think I am the worst. I could put Missouri up there. They think I'm the worst. Rutgers – uh, you know, every out of conference team seems to think that I am I am the devil, and uh, I, that's one of the fun parts of doing this job. I mean, I'm just I'm just talking my talk here, folks, having a little fun with you and talking BC here. So again, let's get back to I, I got a little sidetracked there, but let's get into the three reasons six and a half wins. It seems like an easy bet, and again with Boston College, there is no easy bet unless you want to bet the other under and just say, hey, they're going to tank. But what? Are, team that I think that they're going to be able to perform to that level. And the first thing we said was Phil Dracovic. Now, next we're going to look at Josh DeBerry. And why is Josh DeBerry on my screen? Because I love BC's defense. And this year, I think they take that next step. Now, last year we saw about a third of their defense play really well. Now they were top 30, I believe in scoring defense, which is good. Part of that was due to their schedule and playing some poor defenses. You know, you saw what happened with NC State. You saw what happened with Wake Forest. But besides that, they played pretty well. Their secondary was third in the country. That is something in itself that was pretty impressive to, to watch, right? And I think this year they're going to take that next step. Because I love the versatility of this defense. Now, there's absolutely still question marks. I look at the defensive end position and I still go, hmm, are they going to be able to get enough pressure to do things that they need to do? But looking at getting Jabuzi and Wuka back, getting a uh, one, uh, you know, putting Cam Horsley not at the, the top def- defensive tackle spot, but having to be to be that Robin to, to Boozy's uh, Batman, right? That helps him. He's also got another year of development. You have the secondary who can do a ton of different things. I mean, I, I've mentioned this a bunch of different times, but the staff just keeps talking about what they can do and how confusing they can make their defense because they've got so many players that can line up all over the place, whether it's Jaden Woodby who could play linebacker. He can play safety. He can play, you know, you could probably line him up on a corner. You can have him blitz the quarterback. You can have him do a million things. Josh DeBerry, you could put him in the nickel. You can put him on the best quarter uh, wide receiver you have on the team. You could put him, you know, in zone. You can do a million different things with him. CJ Burton, Jason Matry, a safety and cornerback. So what you're seeing here are guys in the back end that are versatile, but don't sell yourself short on what the linebackers can do. Now, earlier this week, if you listen to our, our live stream with Mitch Wolf, 
Mitch talked about how versatile guys like Cam Arnold and Bryce Steele can be. That Cam Arnold last year, they had different plays where he was, you know, running back in coverage 20 yards down the field. That in itself, we're, we have yet, I, I personally believe, because BC is not, the, they were not the deepest team in 20 and 21. I think this year, you're going to get to see really what Jeff Halfley's defense is is truly about. And we saw another coach in the conference say that. Remember we had an episode, we talked about what the anonymous other ACC coaches, one of the coaches mentioned that they had not seen, you know, they're expecting to see more exotic things out of Jeff Halfley's defense and Tim Lokobu's defense. I think this year will be the year that we get that, that we get to see guys all over the place, guy, you know, the ability to confuse and really, force D offenses to adapt to things that they're not used to. Because remember folks, this is college football. This isn't the pros. This isn't Tom Brady back there who can identify the, you know, all, all the schematic changes that the defenses throw at them. A lot of these high college uh, quarterbacks are going to struggle with that. And if Halfley has his wits about him and can do that kind of stuff, if he can move guys around and confuse defense uh, offenses, he's going to have some games where that defense looks really crisp, I think. And I am excited to see what the secondary can do. I personally, I think the the group that might take the biggest jump is the linebackers. You know, they don't have an Isaiah Graham Mobley or an Isaiah McDuffie this year. But don't don't discredit what can And I can't wait to see how they utilize guys like Bryce Steele and Jalen Blackwell. And having a nice solid rock like Vinny De Palma back there that can just do some things that you need to do when you need to do them and, and not worry about him being out of place. I think this defense is going to be good. And I think it's going to be more well-rounded than we saw in last year where they were 92nd in rush, uh, rushing attacks. They were 92nd in um, and in pass, in uh, rushing the passer. So I think one of the things I love about this team where I think they're going to go – is that the defense is going to improve. And if the defense plays better, the offense plays better. Again, this is why I got to, this is where my brain funneled to that six and a half. I like, I, I think there'll be some games, you know, they might, they might struggle against Devin Leary. They may struggle against Malik Cunningham, but there's other games out there. I, I think that BC could cause a team to struggle. I look at a team like Syracuse, right there. They have Sean Tucker, but they don't have a whole lot else. And if that team plays better and can force Tucker to not rip them to shreds, that defense could win that game. You know, you Florida state, I think they will be better equipped to try to stop them this year. So I think that that in itself will, will help BC take that next jump and get them to that level where, Hey, you know, you're looking at, you know, whether you're going to want to wager a little bit more here, six and a half seems easy, right? Well, again, we have one more, one more aspect of this team that I want to talk about that I want to look at and say, this is the final reason why I think BC is going to win seven games or more. We'll get into that in just a moment. All right, folks, we are back. This is locked on Boston college and I am your host, AJ black. Now, if you have not checked it out, we also, if you like this podcast, if you like the format of locked on, Check out Locked On ACC. I'm on there on Wednesdays with Candace Cooper. I talked with her a lot about Miami and their crazy fans this week. Uh, 
And so there's another fan base that probably hates me by now. But check out Locked On ACC. We've got some great rotating co-hosts with her from all around the Locked On network. Um, it's, a, it's a great great show to check out if you have not done so already. All right. Six and a half wins here. What are we, what are we talking about? What are we, what is the last um, factor that could really go into BC getting over that hump? And before we get into that, I get all the folks out there. I mean, when I, when I, when I ask you, what's your, you know, I, it, it feels like it, it's a rope six, seven and five, seven and five gets it six and a six won't, but I get why people are always so, uh, you know, reserved and, and, and pushing ahead for a better record because BC for the last 15 years has been nothing but disappointment on that front. You haven't been able to take that next step. I am, I am hoping this is the year that changes it. We've, we've seen possibilities. This, this is a huge year for the Eagles. And the biggest reason on top of the other two that we have of why Boston college could become a seven win plus team is drum roll, please. The depth on this roster. I put Jeff Halfley, but it's the depth. And I think for the first time since he took over, because of the way he's developing this program, Jeff Halfley is building a team that can absorb injuries. Because when I said seven wins, I'm sure. Oh no, AJ, what if so-and-so gets hurt? What's going to happen? And I get that, but this is the first year other than Jakovic, which most programs, if you have an elite quarterback and you don't have, I mean, they have Emmett Moorhead. I don't know what he could do, but I'm not sure to be, terrified of going over six and a half wins with him uh, at this point, any other position on this roster, I think BC has the depth to start to, to manage some of these injuries because that is what take, what a good program has. When you look at programs that can win, when you look at programs that can take the next step, it's because they have organizational depth at key positions that help them absorb those losses. Look at NC state last year. They lost two of their key defenders, Peyton Wilson and I'm blanking on the defensive end name th- that were out early and they still won. They still were in the hunt for the ACC. That is what good programs do. You know, I'm not even talking blue chip schools. Like I'm not looking like Alabama and, and Clemson because those schools just pile on talent. I'm looking at good pro programs like a Michigan state or a um, even what Pitt's doing right now, right? They are able to add more depth that helps them get past that. Halfley has talked about that. He talked specifically this week about the defensive line position as the first time that they've ever had depth there. Because remember boozy on Wuka went down last year and they didn't have much of an answer for what to do. Now, Isaiah Henderson, he tried and Chris Banks, he tried, but it was a massive drop off and you know, they have all these young kids, but the kids are starting to develop. Now the kids are starting to come up. So when you look at a position like defensive end, you, you see that the potential starters are going to be Marcus Valdez and um, Sheeta Salah. One of those goes down. Well, you got Donovan Azaraku ready. You have Nito Akpala. You have these guys that you can now plug in and do that. And Max Podell in our, our comment section brought up a great one. What if like someone like Jaden Williams goes down or, or, or Jalen, Jalen Gill's not ready for the start of the season. He's been hurt. You have Lewis bond who a bunch of different players have said that they've compared him to 
what Zay Flowers can do. You look at J- Joseph Griffin and Dante Reynolds, the wide receiver positions deep, the running back position. You have Pat Garwo, but then you have these two really talented Xavier Coleman. So you have depth all over the field. Not everywhere. The offensive line is scary. The interior of the offensive line is very scary. But for most positions, BC is getting deeper. And that is going to help them win games. Because if it's football, injuries happen, guys go down. That's just what happens in football. And teams that are, are deep, they can take that. And they can still win games. This is AJ Black. If you haven't already, you can go find your, uh, I think Bet Online still has it at six and a half. If you agree with me, you can go in there and then yell at me if I'm wrong or celebrate and we can buy around if I'm correct, right? Well, thank you all for listening. We'll be back for Friday's show. We're going to do mailbags again. You guys all have questions that you want answered. If you have a question, hit me up. You can hit it in the comments section here. You can go to Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC and you can hit me up there. I am your host. I do this five days a week, and I love doing this with you every single day. Thank you all. We're about a week away from game day. I can sense the excitement. I hope you do too. Take care, everyone.